Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John Cobell podcast on the iHeartRadio app. You should uh, go to our uh, Twitter feed. Uh, well, actually, what you should do is go to uh, Twitter and uh, you might want to see this, uh, this uh, Zoom meeting between Gavin Newsom and a collection of mayors around the state as he tells his story about going to a Target. And, and seeing someone shoplifting right in front of him. And he gets on the clerk saying, well, why don't you stop him? And she blames the governor, not, realize she's, not realizing she's talking to Governor Newsom. And he seems more upset that she is challenging the stupid laws in California uh, than he is about the, uh, the shoplifting threat. It, it's really crazy. And you, you got to see the video. It's... Uh, it's uh, Gabriel Lorenzo Greshler. Uh, we are going to talk about that video with uh, Katie Grimes from uh, California Globe coming up because he looks like this smug, arrogant, preposterous boob getting all agitated that uh, the clerk doesn't know how good California has it when it comes to criminal penalties. It's, it's, re it's really the most out-of-touch, stupidest thing I've seen him do next to uh, going to the French Laundry. All right, let's get to Corbin Carson here. Uh, I've been watching this case. Rebecca Grossman, she's uh, the rich blonde uh, socialite woman married to the uh, head of the Grossman Burn Center, the founder of the Grossman Burn Center in the Valley. And she was driving through Westlake back in September of 2020. Uh, apparently, she had a boyfriend on the side, former Dodger pitcher Scott Erickson. And they had a few drinks and they were racing down the road. And then she ran over two of the boys that were crossing the street, uh, 8 and 11 years old, and killed them uh, in Westlake. And now the trial is going on. Rebecca Grossman's her name, uh, and, and, and her lawyers are trying to uh, pin it on Scott Erickson. Uh, Corbin Carson was in the courtroom today. 
Corbin, yes, how are you? Yeah. I'm doing good. This this trial, it's six weeks long, John, and they are expecting the defense here is going to try to cast reasonable doubt anywhere along the way, including, as you said, pinning this on uh, the uh, Mr. Erickson, who was driving a black SUV at the time, supposedly 2.2 seconds he went through the, or 2.5 seconds he went through the intersection first, and uh, and then uh, Rebecca Grossman allegedly went through the intersection second. This morning was all about what the defense calls malicious prosecution. Grossman showed up. She's wearing a blue sweater, hair pulled back with glasses. She appeared tired, but attentive to everything that was going on. The defense spent the morning cross-examining Deputy Michael Kelly about how he handled the field sobriety test. Uh, Grossman blew a .075 and a .076, slightly below the .08 legal limit. A, a blood draw three hours later uh, from the crash had her at a .08, and they found some volume detected in her system. Again, that's according to court records. Deputy Kelly, under cross, said he would not have arrested Grossman on suspicion of DUI if she had uh, performed the field sobriety test the way he wanted, the way to to his satisfaction. But the the defense spent the morning uh, claiming the de the deputy knew ch dead children were involved. It was, in their words, the biggest case of this deputy's career, and they claimed the the deputy never intended to let Grossman go home. Uh, video of the sobriety test was shown, and they went back and forth and picked apart from a technical standpoint uh, how a sobriety test is supposed to be held. And and I got to tell you, John, she didn't appear visibly intoxicated and she's not charged with DUI. Now, prosecutors say the jury does not have to find Grossman guilty of DUI to convict her of the overall charges, which are murder well, and... May exactly. I say that anybody who's had even one drink knows it changes the way you're uh, experiencing the world. There is a right. sensation to even a single drink. And if you're up and, to and they, .08, you've had at least two. Exactly. And, and they talked about this, about what, what was her mental state uh, answering the questions and the defense attorneys kept saying, look, she she appears lucid. She does this. And they went through the five steps. It's extremely technical stuff where he's lambasting this deputy for, you know, making assumptions about how and why uh, he ended up arresting her on suspicion of DUI. Again, she's not charged for that. But well, that, they're saying, is the beginning of this malicious prosecution. But wait, wait a second. Hold look. I don't understand this. There, there's two dead bodies in front right. of the cops there. There's two dead children. I don't understand focusing on arresting her over DUI. Well, when you have two dead bodies and she is blowing a point seven six, something's up. Well, here's what they're the the um, the defense is trying to prove that in order for the officer to uh, arrest her and consider her um, impaired, intoxicated, intoxicated, he cannot. He cannot look at her speed. All those other factors aren't supposed to be part of his uh, discovery of whether or not she's intoxicated. And what the defense is saying, he had already made up her mind because there's two dead bodies, because there was going to be so much attention on the case. Well, well so that I, don't, was, I, don't, uh, I don't understand. Of course there would be. I, right. I, I mean, any person who you, you find a woman, she's just killed two kids. She's blowing a .076. Turns out she's got Valium in her bloodstream later on. That okay. combining with the alcohol is going to have an effect. Cops did nothing wrong. Cops did exactly what they should do is suspect that she was impaired. Some people, everybody can get impaired even after a single drink. Maybe not right. legally intoxicated, but 
I don't get this at all. Boy, these lawyers. He, he, are... He's talking about the legal steps that can't, he doesn't know about the volume yet. For, uh, the, 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 the police officer's only job. He's called in spe- specially for this. He has, he, uh-huh. this is what he does. So he is not, he's supposed to clear his mind of all those things and figure out for a potential jury later, four years later in, in this regard. Is was she drunk at the time of this this accident or this crash or whatever it ends up being? Now the so S- that was a- SUV had front end damage, and right. there was de- debris from her car on the road. Right, and, and the the defense says a black SUV hit her, but deputies uh, testified this week, as you said, only debris from Grossman's white SUV SUV was found. But remember, six weeks, John, they're trying to cast reasonable doubt a a jury is going to have to wade through all this and it's a lot it is an information fire hose of stuff scott erickson was in the black suv right his car wasn't damaged he was reportedly uh he was reportedly in a romantic relationship with her at the time yeah the uh the husband and number put out a state the husband put out a statement that they were separated at the time but his car was didn't have front end damaged hers had front end damage there was no debris from his car there was debris from her car so it's pretty clear which car hit the boys Right, but the defense is saying they did not examine the black SUV because they were only focused on the white SUV, which, of course, you'll say is because there was only white SUV parts found in the damage. <laughs> you know. And, and here's the other thing. The deputy said, hey, if the other vehicle had hit the kids the way Gro- – it would have been disabled the same way Grossman's SUV oh. was disabled about three-tenths of a mile away talk, from the crash. Talk about that. What happened? Some people don't have cars that do this. But when right. she hit the kids, the impact caused her, her car to stop, right? How does that work? Right. It, well, it continued for a bit. So the uh, airbags uh, blasted out, and she continues for a bit, about a three-tenths of a mile, before the car becomes disabled. And Mercedes calls and says, hey, it looks like you were in an accident. She tells Mercedes, I don't know what I hit. And then she's outside talking to the, the car or whatever, standing outside of her car. When the first deputy finds her standing by her car, that first deputy says she smelled like alcohol. And that's what brought in the second deputy for the uh, field sobriety test. Now, didn't the cop, uh, what's his name, Mejia, Rafael Mejia, uh, right. notice some blood spatter on on uh, on Rebecca Grossman's car? That part I have not uh, been able to hear in the testimony as of yet, but he did say he found her, like I said, uh, about three-tenths away from the cr- uh, crash, yeah. disabled. And, and another d- a deputy told, uh, testified that Grossman kept saying, someone told me about some children, and, kept, and she kept asking for those kids, which they played today, in, in, in the, which was really sad, uh, you know, just back and forth, her asking, what's up with the kids? But one of the saddest parts this week was a really particular uh, tough moment was when prosecutors showed a picture of the 11-year-old's lifeless body, which was taken by a witness. And this was very graphic, very horrendous photo. And I'm told prosecutors warned the mother, uh, Nancy Iskander, of, that, of the boys beforehand that this picture would be shown and that the mother would not want to see it. But she wanted to. She insisted she was going to see it. Well, and then also before the picture was displayed, the prosecutor glances, are you sure? And then when they showed this picture, uh, what... The uh, the mother she gasps out and says, "Oh, Mark, my Mark!" and she rushes out of the courtroom. Oh my can, god! You could hear cries outside how, of the courtroom. I mean, how for bad? How bad was it? 
It's just a horrendous. I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, this boy was was tossed 254 feet. Uh, one of the crash investigator experts said it was the furthest he'd ever seen a human tossed in a in a crash similar to this. The other boy was tossed 50 feet. But uh, Nancy testified this week. The mother of the boy testified that every single bone in his body was broken. She's also told me in interviews. I've I've talked to her for the last uh, few years to the family. She's told me the bones of her son were on the front of her bins. How can she say? And that's probably what you were getting to the blood. How can she say that another car hit, hit, yeah. uh, hit her, hit her son? Because uh, defense attorneys lie all the time. <laughs> that's that's reasonable doubt. And, yeah. and six weeks, yeah. I'll be back on here. And, but yeah. and then after this, but and here's the best part: this is only the prosecution side. Right. So wait till the defense attorney yeah. starts, and then okay. they're really going to have it. All right. Very good, Corbin. Thank you very Thank much. You, good sir. work. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM six forty. I, I just got to say to follow up on the Rebecca Grossman report that uh, Corbin Carson did, and uh, she's the uh, rich woman on trial for running over and killing two little boys, eleven and eight year old, uh, eleven and eight years old. And the thing is, I, I so despise these attorneys. I mean, Corbin, I don't know how he stomachs this stuff when he's got to cover these trials. He was just in Orange County for the guy who pulled out a gun on the freeway and shot at a car. Remember, the mom had flipped them off, and he pulled out a gun. He ended up killing a six-year-old boy in the backseat. And remember that dopey defense attorney and his stupid? It's like, well, that's not who he is. You know, um, it was just a, a lapse of judgment, a, a momentary error. And really, he was just looking at what was happening. And, and almost like the guy had split into two. And the bad side of him shot the kid to death, but the good side of him was looking on and wished that didn't happen. I mean, it was just stupid. And fortunately, the jury just convicted him. And now in this Rebecca Grossman case, you have you have the, the attorneys. And I but, you know, it's, it's a sociopathic brain. And that this is how I've learned to deal with the world just, just for my own sanity People, and I, I just mentioned this the other day, people with sociopathic brains are, are missing something in their brain structure. They really are. Uh, there's a, a doctor from UC Irvine who wrote a book on this, and he looked at all the slides of people with sociopathic issues. And that means you have no conscience. You don't have remorse. You can do bad things and not even feel it. It doesn't bother you. You just shrug it. Shrug it off. You know, it, this is, it's like beyond insensitive. And that's what these defense attorneys are, because I don't know how in front of a mother who lost two of her sons, like like Corbin said, one of them shot 254 feet down the road. The other one shot 50 feet down the road. This Rebecca Grossman, and, you know, she's loaded with money to hire one of these bastards, right? She's got all the money in the world from her husband being, uh, being the burn uh, expert at the Grossman Burn Center. So she pays the, these these attorneys. It's like, well, we got to make something up, don't we? Well, let's say it was my boyfriend's car because you know, she and the uh, Dodger boyfriend were supposedly racing. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe it was his car, and he's got a he's got a black SUV. Maybe it was him. Well, uh, Rebecca, your car is smashed in. Yeah, yeah, but maybe it was him. Well, uh, there's pieces of your car in the road. Yeah, yeah, but maybe it was him. Except his car isn't damaged. There are bloods on her car, according to this report I saw this morning in the L.A. Times. I uh, Just take it. You killed them. You're actually going to blame Scott Erickson? I mean, he's no angel either. He was racing you. 
And according to witnesses, he had two margaritas and she had one, but margaritas can be really strong. It's not, it's not that you had one drink. It's how much alcohol was in the drink. And it's about your body type too. It's about how much you weigh. It's about how much food you ate. Oh, and you got Valium in your system. And this, this is, this is the afternoon in the afternoon. And she's already Valiumed up. Got a margarita flowing through her system. She's racing her car. They think she was going up to 81 miles an hour. And because she's got a lot of money, she could blame the boyfriend. Who? See, this, this is easy to do. He's never going to be charged. There's no evidence against him. But she can, her attorneys can blame him to create reasonable doubt. And everybody might go, well, John, you know, that's the system we have. It's a nonsense garbage system. You know, I became an adult during the OJ trial. That's when I, I, I rejected everything that I had learned in school, everything that I learned in childhood. It's like, you know, we, we, we've got the best system. It's a jury of our peers. It's like, no, this is not a good system. OJ walks. If there's Rebecca Grossman walks because you create reasonable doubt in the, in the, in the minds of you. Do you know what the average IQ in America is? This is true. You can look it up. The average IQ in America is 97. Okay? 97. Which means half the country is below 97. So it's not, not hard to stack the jury with uh, some below average uh, government workers or retirees and confuse the hell out of them. So that when they get into the, uh, when they get into the jury room, it's like, well, I don't, I don't know. You know, it seems like uh, it's, it's possible that maybe Scott Erickson might have hit them too. And, you know, they're, oh, God, one out of 12 is all you got to get? That, this system is just, just absurd. And these attorneys, these defense attorneys, oh, my God, just it actually just makes me want to... Curl up blue, blue vomit. Oh, no. Yes. That's why I feel like blue vomit is coming up soon. Um, the, uh, I mean, this, this poor mother, Nancy Iskander. LA Times has, has, has the details. Uh, he, he, she ran up to one of the kids. She found Jacob, the other boy. And it looked like he was sleeping. She put his ear to his chest, heard his heart beating, taken to a hospital. He died a few hours later. Now, Mark, the other brother. 254 feet. You imagine how fast Rebecca Grossman was going. And the attorneys decide we got one shot to confuse the possible vegetables on the jury that it was Scott Erickson, who, by the way, apparently had run down the block and was hiding behind a bush. There's a brave man, huh? Hiding behind a bush. Boy, no wonder they were with each other. Well... I just, I just hope the jury is as sharp as the one in Orange County. We've, uh, when we come back, I don't know if you've seen this video, but if this is not a turning point in the way we're dealing with the illegal aliens that have poured into the country, then honestly, I, I, think, I think we're hopeless. Have you seen the illegal aliens that beat up the cops in Times Square? Have you seen that video? They beat up the cops. And, and they were released immediately because they have a Gascon-style DA in Manhattan. And now, supposedly, they may be on a bus headed guess where. Tell you all about it coming up. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM640. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Uh, if you want to talk on the Moist, Moist line, that returns tomorrow, 877-MOIST-86, 877-MOIST-86. Maybe this story will get you going. One of the hallmarks of the last few years, uh, I think for most of our lives it was never like this, but it just seems like nearly every day, you encounter a story that you've never seen or heard before and that not too long ago you could not have imagined would actually happen exactly the way it has. And we have one of these stories, and it happened in New York City, and you may have seen the video. I would love to play the video on the air, 
So at least you could hear the audio, but there is no audio. It's a security camera looking down on a sidewalk in New York City where you see two, go- two cops get pummeled by five illegal aliens. And by the way, just as a side note, all the stories now use the latest politically correct euphemism. They're migrants. No, they're illegal aliens. They're breaking the law by being here. So you have five goons, young goons. These aren't women and children just looking for a better way of life, fleeing oppression and violence. No, these are five young wannabe gangsters. And they started beating up a couple of cops on the sidewalk in New York in front of people. And um, just to start off, we're going to play a short story from Fox 5 New York, Lizette Nunez. So far, we have a total of seven arrests and police telling me this morning they are looking for five other suspects. Also new this morning is that we're hearing from Governor Hochul. She is weighing in on the the attack, I should say, and also what she'd like prosecutors to consider. You saw the video. Reprehensible. Cowards. John Chow, the NYPD's chief of patrol, reacting to the video of two officers getting assaulted in Times Square by a group of men. On Saturday around 8.30 in the evening, police say officers say they tried to break up a disorderly group on West 42nd Street outside a Midtown migrant shelter. When police tried to take the person dressed in yellow into custody, that's when the group of men began assaulting the officers. Several people are seen repeatedly punching and kicking the officers and the head and body. It's not clear what led to the attack. As of Thursday, seven people have been arrested. The suspects who've been arraigned have been released. You want to know why our cops are getting assaulted? There's no consequences. We must change this. End of story. Yesterday, Governor Hochul was asked if the suspect should be deported. I think that's absolutely something that should be looked at. I mean, if, if someone commits a crime against a police officer in the state of New York, um, and they're not, you know, they've not processed, they're not here legally. Definitely worth checking into. Wow. Very strongly worded, wasn't it? Here's the names of, uh, the numbers keep changing, depending on the story. Uh, they, they caught four, then one, and then two more. Uh, the first four were Darwin Gomez, Kevin Araucha, Wilson Juarez, Yorman Reverend, all between 19 and 24. They're all adults. Then they got a fifth, uh, Joanne Boada, 22. And then they got two more, Jandri Barros, Yoheni Brito. You can tell by the names. They're all from a foreign country. They're all here illegally. One of the guys, well, first, they're arrested and they're let out with no bail. Now, let me tell you. They didn't just bump a cop. They didn't just give him an elbow. The cops were on the ground, and they were kicking away at their heads and their bodies, punching them full fist in the face and the bodies. The cops were laying on the ground helpless, getting the crap beat out of them by these five illegal alien, seven illegal alien goons. If you watch the video, there are guys running up, running away. I guess other guys running up. It, It was hard to tell in the swarm exactly how many of them there were. But they'd all come illegally because Joe Biden has the the border wide open. They go to New York City because their Democratic mayor, Eric Adams, says, oh, sanctuary city. So they put him in a shelter near Times Square. (laughs) 
which is supposed to be a family attraction. They've got nothing to do in the shelter all day. They get bored. They're young men. They, they're, they're like wild animals. And so they decide to beat up uh, uh, a couple of cops. Now, guess what? They were put on a, they were, they got on a bus and they're headed here. They gave fake names, oh, to a church-affiliated nonprofit group. God, I wish there was a way to cut off the money to these church nonprofits. Their stupid, misguided compassion for illegal aliens. Sure, give it to seven goons. Give a bus ticket to seven goons who just beat up two cops. And the idiot DA who has a policy that they, they, they get released without bail. So what, they can come here to L.A. and beat up the cops here? How many levels of government have failed? Federal government failed because, you know, Joe Biden is on a uh, is probably on a breathing machine right now. He's got these uh, progressive left wing fanatics pushing the immigration policy. The Border Patrol is completely overwhelmed. They go to New York City where the dopey mayor is declared a sanctuary city. And now he's bitching about all the illegal aliens running around. So they stuff him in a shelter. These guys break out of the shelter. Beat up the cops. The district attorney lets him go free. And now the church-affiliated nonprofit does its part by sending him here to California. Uh, according to sources, skipping town in New York City would put them in violation of the court-ordered release. Oh, right. Like, there'll be a consequence for that. Have you ever heard of assaulting a cop? Seriously, assaulting a cop. Kicking him in the head repeatedly, punching him. And there's no bail. You're out the same day. And, and here's the capper. Uh, which one is this? This is uh, uh, Boada. Joan Boada. He's walking down the block after being released. And he had, gives two middle fingers to the photographer. Flips two birds. So he's walking down with this smug look on his face like, ha, ah, got away with it. No bail. This is what I can do in America. Oh, I'm sure you can't do this in the country he fled from. Two middle fingers. By the way, he's wearing a Lakers T-shirt. Now, there's Kathy Hochul, who's the accidental governor after uh, Cuomo couldn't keep. Uh, remember, uh, Andrew Cuomo couldn't keep it in his pants. Um, so Hochul. Well, you heard her clip. I mean, if someone commits a crime against a police officer in the state of New York and they're not here legally, it's worth checking into. These are law enforcement officers who should never under any circumstance be subjected to physical assault. Well, geez, Kathy Hochul, did you ever make it clear to Joe Biden that he ought to close the damn border to keep out the criminals and the rapists and the cop beaters and the terrorists and the drug gang members? They're all over the place now. There's MS-13. There's the Venezuelan gangs in uh, in Miami. Oh, oh, and then there's the drug gangs out in the desert where six people were shot and four of them were burned. That's just, you know, they're all they're from Honduras. It's a, it's a drug cartel gang from Honduras. They're from Venezuela. They're from Honduras. And 
it's wide open and they're all coming in and all our people are standing around. It's like, you know, this is really not appropriate behavior. You can't even put, you can't even keep them in jail on bail. You can't even keep them overnight. These pro sicko progressives have destroyed the system and everybody's just standing around. Oh, just wait. Just wait for what, what's going to happen. Something's got to give here. This can't go on. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up after three o'clock, we're going to have uh, uh, Katie Grimes on from the California Globe.com on, on two issues. Uh, one is uh, there are there's signature collecting going on to adjust Prop 47. Uh, Prop 47, of course, probably the worst proposition ever passed by the public. Uh, everybody was lied to. Uh, Kamala Harris wrote the worst, most deceptive. This, is, this alone is why she should never be president. This alone. She called it the Safe Neighborhoods and Schools Act. And that is what turned all the felonies into misdemeanors. Not only all the theft and shoplifting, but drug crimes, even date rape. Uh, and, and so people just started stealing every day because every day you could steal $950. But uh, there is a proposed ballot initiative to amend Prop 47. There is signature gathering going on around the state. We are going to do signature gathering ourselves in the very near future because we definitely want to help uh, get this thing on the ballot. And part two of that is is our our doofus governor, Gavin Newsom. We have tape of him on a Zoom call with these idiot mayors around the state. And he's telling a story about going to Target, witnessing shoplifting right in front of his face. And then he turned on the clerk saying, why aren't you stopping that? And she, not realizing who she's talking to, said, well, that's that's our governor. There's no accountability. And he got mad at the clerk for not realizing what a tough on crime state California is. It is as absurd as it sounds. That doesn't even do justice to how ridiculous it is. Anyway, we're going to have Katie Grimes talk about that as well, because she wrote she wrote a piece addressing that particular issue. We told you about the seven illegal alien, the young men who, I don't know, came to this country because they needed work and instead beat the crap out of two cops on a sidewalk in New York. And the DA in New York in Manhattan um, uh, let them go. No bail. And now, according to the reports we have, they were put on a bus and they're coming here to California. Yeah. For New York Post. So we'll be on top of that. Maybe we could have some kind of welcome party for them. Please come. We're a sanctuary state, too. Hey, please come beat up our police. Why not? Go for it. You definitely will be out on no bail here. Um, along those lines, Tom McClintock, who's maybe the last rational man in politics. He's a uh, congressman in Northern California. We're going to have him on tomorrow to talk about this. He entered a bill. It was... Uh, Bill 6679, No Immigration Benefits for Hamas Terrorist Act. Any alien who carried out, participated in, planned, financed, or gave any material support to the attacks against Israel by Hamas is inadmissible to the country. You're barred from the country 
if in any way you were connected to that October 7th attack. It says any alien who carried out, participated in, planned, financed, gave material support, uh, shall be ineligible for any relief under immigration laws. So there, uh, there's no money, and uh, you're not even allowed in, in, uh, in the country, right? I think that's reasonable because we're talking about Hamas terrorists. I mean, the ones who committed all those terrible atrocities, 1,200 people they killed and, and, and little children and raped all those women, right? They can't come in the country. So you'd think that would be a shutout for the vote, right? It was 422 to 2. Two people said no. Two people said no, it's wrong to keep Hamas terrorists out of the United States. Who are the two? Rashida Tlaib from Michigan and Corey Bush from Missouri, two of the squad members. Can, can you imagine this? Even Alexandria Occasional Cortex voted in favor of banning Hamas terrorists from entering the U.S. And they claimed that if this passes, it's just going to incite anti-Arab, anti-Palestinian, anti-Muslim hatred. And as Jim Garrity points out in the National Review, actually, if you let the Hamas terrorists in the country and then they do something bad, that is going to create a lot of anti-Arab, anti-Palestinian, anti-Muslim hatred. The acts of the terrorists, not banning the terrorists. Oh, my God. The world's upside down. All it is is you can't come in the country. And if you somehow get in, you're not getting a dollar from us. And there's actually two congresswomen who apparently don't represent the United States. Even Ilhan Omar, who was in the news the other day from Minnesota. And she got a lot of uh, crap because she gave a Somalia first speech. Not America first, Somalia first. She even voted for this. But, you know, all these people are in power all at the same time. This is some kind of grand, stupid, progressive experiment. Everything is going wrong. All the ideas are bad and destructive. And is anybody going to do anything about it this year when it's, when it's time to vote? That's the big question. Uh, all right. From California Globe, we're going to talk to Katie Grimes coming up. Two things. One is... There's a ballot initiative that connected collecting signatures to a seriously amend Prop 47. And secondly, you got to hear the tape, and we're going to talk to Katie Grimes about it. Gavin Newsom goes to Target and entertains mayors on a Zoom call with witnessing theft at Target and then getting upset with the clerk because the clerk didn't stop the theft and blame the governor, except she didn't realize she was talking to the governor. You got to hear the tape to understand this, and we will dissect the tape as well. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.